0: Good evening, everyone. It's awesome to be. Yeah? Oh, hi. <laughs> um, it's awesome to be back um, preaching again. It's interesting because uh, when Bevan and I were talking about a series that we're going to finish off on and um, kind of spend the last few weeks of the year looking forward to, I still, didn't th- I still don't know where we're going to be next year. And so, kind of, was thinking, you know, what's on my heart that if I had to leave you guys with, this would be something that um, you guys would get, you know, the the thing that I'd want to leave you guys with. And um, over the last few few weeks and and months, I've been wrestling with a bunch of things. And in my thesis particularly, uh, this was something that came up a few times and something that I wrestled with and so I wanted to share with you guys this evening. Um, And tonight we're going to be talking about kind of this pursuit of wholeness and harmony between our thinking, our emotions, and our actions. Um, funny enough, one of the, the mottos for the seminary where I just uh, finished studying is training the heart, the hands, and the head. Um, but I don't really care about that because, you know, that's just some motto that people talk about. And it wasn't until I read a book uh, by Brian Sanders, not Colonel Sanders, two very different people, and, um, and he was talking about this concept about having the right orthodoxy, orthopathos, and orthopraxis, and... Um, yeah, I was writing a thesis, so there was big words, and, and so tonight I wanted to, to talk a little bit about that, just explaining it, obviously a lot more simpler than, than he explained it, um, but we're going to have three circles, um, and we think of it almost like three legs of a, of a stool, three legs of a chair, um, and in one we have the head, and one we have the heart, and in the other we have our hands, it's our, our thinking, our emotions, and our actions. Alrighty, so those are the the three circles. I think one of the things that that really frustrates me the most is when I see disharmony in in these things in other people. And I wanna say before we get into this evening, um, you could be thinking or hearing some of the examples or things for tonight and go, I really know someone who needs to hear that. And um, I wanna just say, like, tonight we really wanna be in a space we actually, we're looking at ourselves and going, I need to hear this. This is something that I need to take away from this. Even if we recognize that actually this is something that Andrea needs or Grant needs or, you know. Um, if, if you do need to approach someone, just do it very gently, I think is probably the best way to do it. <laughs> um, and also this is something that, um, that I've really been working on and struggling with as as I've been wrestling with this, it's, it's been really eye-opening for me and going, wow, I've really put a lot of focus on this. I've forgotten about this. I didn't even know about this. So let's start off with the head. The head, we'll, we'll put it up here. We'll just do a big, big H. Funny enough, the primary method of teaching for, well, teaching and communicating and all of that has, has been around our thinking. Uh, most of our training in equipping of disciples has been in and around teaching and preaching uh, a lot of theological no- knowledge, a lot of doctrine um, and, uh, and this was something that Jesus and his disciples used to do as well it wasn 't something that we came up with. a lot of teaching and preaching was things that they embodied and in fact, a lot of scripture is made up of the teachings and preachings um, of Jesus, the disciples, the prophets, and many others um, and it was a super helpful thing. Um, but, but does anyone know what Matthew 28 verses 19 to 20 says? It's a fairly well-known verse. Anyone know what it says? They're on a mountain, on a mountain. yeah. <laughs> Jesus is about to say, cheers, folks. And, and he says these last words to them. Anyone know? Yeah, therefore go. And then what does he say? Make disciples. All nations, teaching them to obey, baptizing them. And um, does anyone know what the King James version of that verse is? (laughs) Hear ye, hear ye! (laughs) No, it, it, it goes something like this it says, Go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. No, go make disciples. And this is a fundamental shift because this shaped the thinking of how we did church for the last 400 years. The primary way in which mission was done was through teaching. Now, of course, we can now know that, you know, Peruthetes, Sue, Mathetesa is uh, go make disciples, but um, it, it's something that, that was misunderstood and so that was why it was the only model of teaching that we had. Um, But Jesus says that to make disciples um, is, well, he models at making disciples is to walk a journey with them, much like the practice of of the rabbis. And so with with just head knowledge, we we fall into this trap of becoming like the scribes and the Pharisees um, that Jesus was tuning so hard, and he was going at them, um, and he's saying like, You know, you guys are like whitewashed tombs. You're good on the outside, yet on the inside, you're completely rotten. Um, And he tells people, you know what? Those guys, you can listen to what they say. You know, their doctrine is really good. But please don't live like they do. Please don't do what they do. And so there's this, this difficulty that we have that teaching is one of the most incredible things. And in fact, every time I'm listening to teaching, every time I'm engaging with the Word, um, Mike, when you came up to, to share just how how God had been growing your knowledge in this time, I was so excited because that is something that God delights. In Joshua 1, um, He says to to Joshua, who's a young um, leader of the Israelite nation, and He tells him to meditate meditates on the, the law day and night, um, just to have it constantly like written on his foreheads, on his paw, like on his arms, over his doorposts. Everything is like knowledge of God and this truth is so important, hold on to it, grow in it, learn from it. Um, But then when when we also just focus on that, then we become people who others go, listen to what they say, but not what they do. And I know for myself, I've been in an academic institution discussing a lot of theological things. And when I get into discussions with people, um, my my heart and hands suddenly leave the building. And the, the way in which I'm suddenly discussing, I've realized, man, this is not at all like how Jesus was discussing these things with people. And um, and it's a big challenge for myself. And so things with the head that we, we're encouraged with is from Romans 12, verses 1, where it says, Um, You know, do not or verses two, do not conform to the the patterns of this world, but uh, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Um, Ephesians four uh, was one that I was reading the other day with with the youth, and it's it's in a similar vein. Oh yeah, Tina, I've lost it. And he's talking about you know, how do we live? How do we uh, go about living as children of the life? Uh, light. Um, and Ephesians 4 is, verse 23, is being made new in the attitude of your minds. Um, and here he's talking about putting aside the old self, putting on the new self. And there's this idea of the attitude of our minds, the, the thinking patterns that we're having, being changed, being different from the world. And there's a strong call to this. Then we move on to the heart, which I'm going to, instead of putting an H for head, I'm just going to put a little heart for heart. (laughs) Okay, and um, this is actually, let's move on to the hands, because this one's a little confusing, and I'll explain to it in a second. Um, I'm such an artist, it's incredible. Um, It it looks like a flower, for sure, yeah. Um, (laughs) I kind of looked at that, and I was like, my word, that is terrible. Um, but this is, this is something that we spoke about a lot when we were going through James, and it's fairly straightforward. Um, you know, faith without deeds is dead. If we say that we believe something, but we go and not do that thing, um, then we're like, you know, someone who's looked in a mirror, completely forget who we are, what we're doing, uh, what's going on. And um, yeah, it's one of the biggest concerns. I was doing a lot of research into, you know, the church in the 21st century, and one of the biggest concerns that many scholars had was a consumer-based Christianity. We come, we listen, we receive, and then we go. It was this faith without any actions, a faith that requires nothing of me, something where I can passively come and grow my head knowledge, but it doesn't act, look anything like this. Um, and we see this in, in many examples. For myself, I really struggled with this during lockdown where I was in a space where I was like, I just, I don't know what to do, <laughs> and so I just consumed. Um, Neil Cole, one of the guys who I really enjoy listening to some of his thinking and, and, and that sort of stuff, he, he describes how we're educated beyond our obedience. And Jesus calls, us, calls to us saying that if we love him, we'll obey his commands. Being educa- educated beyond our obedience, I think one of the biggest things that I've struggled with um, for a long time is, is not that I don't know what I need to do with my faith is so that I struggle to do what I really know that I must do. And so <laughs> it was a bit difficult when I was in seminary and I was learning more stuff about things that I needed to be doing and thinking and, and being, um, but I was still struggling with the first stuff that I was being taught. Francis Chan speaks famously into this, and he says that when he asks his daughter to clean her room, he expects her to go off and clean it. If, in fact, she comes back in three hours' time and says, I've memorized what you've asked me to do, I must clean my room, but hasn't done it. She's still been disobedient. See, so often it's this, this disconnect between what is it that we're thinking and that we know about Christ and that which we're doing. And um, one of the, the craziest parts about this is, is that with, with just action, with, with head without action, we, we become people that you know um, do what they say but don't do what they do when we just become people of action we've come like a steam train with no no rails and it just is flying in any which direction there's no, there's no truth or thinking behind that which they're doing I know for me this tends to be something that gets me into trouble a lot I don't know if you guys have ever done that test where there's about 15 questions you come in you sit down and you're told this is going to be a really important test it's going to be like 15% or 20% of your term mark and it's, it's about listening and following instructions. Now, I remember being in L.O. in grade 11 or 12, um, one of those classes where you just come in and then sometimes you had to do stuff and other times you just told stories. And I, that's what it felt like for me anyways. And then one day we get this test, we come in, and the first question on the test is, read through the following questions, and then at the end you can begin answering them. And the test is about, you know, can you follow instructions? And if we don't do this, we're going to do really badly. And then it lists the next question. And it goes, you know, uh, write your name and surname on the top of the page with today's date, and then rule a line underneath it. The next question is, write down the alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, da, 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 da. The next one is, write down the number of some maths equation, whatever. And it's starting to get a little bit trickier. Then there's like a really w- w- funny one where you have to get up, run around your chair and sit back down. You're like, how are they going to mark that? But anyways, teachers watching, I know I have to, to do this. The next one is, is shout out some phrase really loudly. And at this point, I'm looking around and everyone's looking at me as I'm busy running around my chair and everything. Eventually, I finish this test and I get to the last question and it says, well done on reading all the questions like in question one. What we really want you to do is not answer any of these questions. But in fact, just follow question one and number two, where you read through, write your name, surname, and date, and underline. For those of the people who understood what they needed to do and read that first, they were laughing at all the other people, busy shouting and running around their chairs and um, making an absolute fool of themselves. For me, who, who was still thinking this was going to be 20% of my term mark, I was sitting there dreading everything, like, what have I done? Um, and... Um, and that's, that's a little bit what happens when we just roll in with action without having the understanding of what it is that we're meant to be doing. Needless to say, I was not very good at following instructions and uh, completely disregarded the whole of question one. Then we move on to the heart. Now, the heart is the one that causes most people um, just a, a chance to pause, and it's probably the one that's the most underrated of them all. And... Uh, and I think it, these two interplays are something that's debated a lot, you know, so um, with with Paul he talks about, you know, it's by your faith that you've been saved, not by our works, and so we, we we have a lot of things about, like, making sure that our faith is good, and, and a lot of that has been thought of in our heads, like I explained earlier, We're getting our right teaching and our right doctrine, um, but James argues that faith without deeds is dead, and so there's this apparent tension that's, that's over here, and we've, we've dealt with that before by realizing that the faith that Paul's talking about is not necessarily the, at, at odds with the faith that James is talking about. And so that's why these two get a lot of head, uh, headspace, but this one, this one's a little bit different, and this is your, your orthopathos. It is the way in which you do the things. It's the emotions behind how you do these things. Have any of you guys ever been at, a, at a, a school camp or at a cafeteria, and you're waiting in line for food, and you just know you can smell this food's going to be amazing, and you get to the front of the line, and the person is having the time of their life. They are so stoked to be serving you, and you just get this food, and you're thinking, man, today is going to be the best day. I already know the Spirit of the Lord's on this camp. We're going we're gonna to have a great time. The way in which we do things is so important. I really have been struck by 1 Corinthians 13, which speaks into, um, into love. And it's, it's the one that's spoken at a lot of marriages and weddings, um, and rightly so. It's very good. Um, but it talks about this, this dynamic of how we can have these two things really, really good, but without love. It's meaningless. That's a little bit of a spoiler, I'm sorry. But it goes, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. That's some really impressive actions that you can have there. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have a faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. It's a little bit of a head if I possess all knowledge. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. And it talks about what love is. Love is patient, love is kind, does not envy. And, and this is the crux of it. We could be getting this stuff so right, but the way in which we're doing those things ends up with us undoing all that we've tried to achieve. John 13, verses 35, Jesus is telling his disciples, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And so we have this dynamic, this interplay. And I'm not saying that any of these things are unimportant. In fact, all three of these things are extremely important. If we just have the head, then we are those thinkers, those Pharisees and those scribes. If we just have those hands, we are stream-rolling into unknown territories, Is causing a lot of pain and harm. If we just have the heart, then we are really well-meaning, but actually have no impact in that which we're doing. If we have two of these, so this magical zone over here, if we have our head and our heart, but we don't have actions, we become dreamers. And I think I fall into this one sometimes, where actually, like, I know this is something that's really, really good, and I really want to be doing this. And I'd have such a good heart behind it. I'm like, yo, I really want to see the kingdom of heaven coming and bringing joy to these people. And if, if God was here right now, I know that there would be freedom, and it's out of a place of compassion, and God's moving my heart and my mind. But if it doesn't lead to action, then I've just been dreaming. If I have my head and my hands but I do not have my heart, then it's that whole idea of when hurt, helping hurts. Oh, that, whole, that whole idea of, no, 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 that's not the helping hurts, that's helping this is This is the whole idea of, of doing things in a way that, that actually brings about harm, even though we're doing the right things. And you see it when, for myself, I, I get asked to do something, and um, my heart's just not in it. And I end up doing it, but... The end result is that actually, yeah, it's not coming across at love. It's causing more harm than good. One of the, the biggest examples that I've really struggled when I've had um, these two right but not this is, is that the people who I'm dealing with end up feeling excluded, pushed away, insignificant. And instead of winning them over into these things, I found out that I'm excluding them. And so that's this one over here. And so we have the dreamers, we have the excluders, in a sense, yeah. And then this one here, we, we kind of have the when helping hurts, that whole idea of, you know, we, we're doing things in a really good way, but we don't know how it is that we actually need to help the people that we're wanting to help. We don't know how it is um, that, that actually can bring around real change and support for these people. And so we have these three dynamics. And over the next series, what we're going to look at is, is what happens when something's going wrong here. How do we deal with that? Bevan's going to be dealing with that next week. Then we're going to be looking at what happens when something goes wrong here in our hearts. How do we deal with that? And when something goes wrong here, the lack of action, how do we deal with that? But I want to really impress on you guys tonight and for you guys to really take note that actually all three of these things are vitally important for us if we're wanting to live out of a place of harmony. We don't want to be people who are whitewashed tombs, who when people look at us, they go, do what they say, but don't do what they do. (laughs) Really, that's, that's terrifying. We don't want to be people who come steamrolling in and everyone goes, what is this guy actually doing? Like, he's just hurting everyone in his way. Or we don't want to be people who, who just mean really well, have massive hearts and love, but in the end are not actually impacting anything around them. And the world passes them by. The opportunities and calling that God has on their life lays just lying to one side. And the contribution that they have as a, as a body of Christ, as a member of the body of Christ, is just sitting on the side. We don't want to become dreamers people who can think up and plan all these really great things, but then at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, we've not really done anything. We don't want to be the people who, in in our zeal to win people over, do it in the wrong way, and and so find ourselves excluding them, find ourselves in a place where actually we're not representing Christ. Christ could very well have come and, and... decided to defeat the enemy the way that the enemy was defeating us. You know, with lots of cruelty and anger, massive displays of of, of power over the other. But instead, he came and he undermined what was happening to us through the, through evil. And by an audacious act of love, won us over. And that's the example he calls us to follow. And of course, we want to make sure that We have the head knowledge that we're doing the things that are right. We don't want to be caught up blindly following things um, that are not important or or, or blindly following things that are just untrue. It's why it is important for us to be questioning our theology, for us to be wrestling with those things. And it's why it's amazing that when we find time to really engage with Scripture and align our minds with God, we, we do discover incredible things about Him and His kingdom. And it does, it impacts. I'm going to finish off um, just with saying that as we look forward to this series, not to worry, not to, to kind of think, flip, I'm sitting over here. I don't have any of these things going for me. Um, this is something that God does in us as we submit to him. This is something that God does in us as we submit to him. In our thinking, in our doing, in our feeling, The more we submit to Him, we find Him there. And we find ourselves, our minds being renewed. The attitudes of our minds changing. We find that we're given a new heart. And we find that we're inspired out of a deep conviction to do what God calls us. Um, As opposed to feeling like this is something that I have to force myself to do. So I'm gonna pray. And I encourage you to stick around for this series. This is something that I've been spending a lot of time really enjoying digging into because there's a lot here. And as we go into it deeper and deeper, you're going to find yourself being able to find a more authentic version of faith as we dig these things out. Um, so Lord Jesus, I pray for each person here. I pray that, yeah, as we wrestle with this dynamic between our, our hearts, our minds, and our actions, that, yeah, you would be filling us with just a longing to be living in harmony with all these parts of us so that we can live in harmony with you and with each other. Father, I pray that as as we come into these next weeks, that you would help us to have our minds renewed, to have a new heart, and to be inspired to make an impact in the places we go to. Help us not to become people who uh, just know a lot, or just do whatever they, they feel they need to do, or, or, or just are really filled with lots of love, but it's, it's grounded in no kind of thinking or action. Help us not to become dreamers or excluders, or to be unhelpful uh, in our helping. And Father, I pray that you bless each person here to be filled with your spirit, to be encouraged and renewed, uh, to daily walk with you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you all for coming. I'm super excited about this series. I think we're going to learn a lot. I think we're going to be challenged in a lot of ways. Um, I encourage you guys from here, because we don't want to just sit and listen and then not really think. Some homework for you is to kind of think, which one of these spaces do we find ourselves in? Which one of these things do we find? Flip, I need to learn how to do more of the action part, this weird hand flower. I need to learn how to get my thinking right. Or actually, I've really done a lot of work here. But my heart is just in complete um, chaos. And so think about it. Maybe, maybe you're in one of these ones. Um, but I often find that as we go through life, there's things that are pulling us out of the different circles. And we have to be really aware of how to make sure that we're constantly staying in this middle bit where our head, our hearts, and our hands are all on, on the right track for Jesus. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you all.